won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that the Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Peace up, A Town. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Back here live on the Roar, the press box, Brad and John, coming up on 10.04 a.m. on this Thursday edition before the Super Bowl. John's going to be out tomorrow, so we're going to do a little bit of our Super Bowl preview stuff today. We have been doing some of our preview stuff today, and we're going to keep that going with our props here in just a few minutes, John. Uh, so you laid out a case for... Try to lay out a case for San Francisco because you're picking the Chiefs. So I kind of want to make you, you know, pick the the other side just sure. a little bit. Just give some reasons. Do you think that do you do you think they'll run the ball effectively against the Chiefs? Yeah, uh, see, define effective. See that that that's what that's the hard part. Like, could they have some yards? Yeah, yeah. But does it lead to Big plays? Does it lead to chunk plays? Does it set up the passing game? Does it do all the things you need the run game to do? I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think they'll they'll have some some general success at it, but in terms of trying to like quantify, I don't know if it's going to be like the reason why they win the game. I think they're going to have to have more to their offense than just being able to run the football to win this game. You have to have a semblance of the run, but the way Steve Spagnola is just dialed in right now at stopping these run fits. He's good in the interior. Now, he's down a couple guys on defense, but, he's, but he has Chris Jones. But he has Chris Jones. Uh, they've. This is the highest sack rate that Kansas City has produced in like forever for them. I think it's like since 1992 or something. They haven't had a sack rate this high. They've they've been getting after the quarterback. Now they're down a pass rusher in this game, uh, but still they've got. They've got the ability, I think, to to force if if they can force San Francisco. This is probably the biggest key in the game for that that end of the field, that side of the ball for each team. Is can San Francisco get enough on first and second down? Because if if they're in third and sevens, third and eights, John, they have no chance. They have no chance to win the game. If they're in the majority of those, I don't think they can pull this off against Spagnola. They have got to be in third and twos. The last thing you want is Brock Purdy doing a long drop back on third and seven, third and eight against that Spagnola defense. He's toast. With those guards, the way, as poorly as they've played, they're going to eat which, which I think is an interesting point. You, I'm glad you brought that up. How much do you put Kittle out and running routes versus having him in there to block? Because I think he's the best blocking tight end in football. And to your point, the offensive line has had some issues as of late. I think it's they're going to have to find a very delicate balance. Yeah, that'll for be a, that'll be a chess match. That they're going to have to play a little bit and when they decide to move Kittle out, when they decide to keep him in, but and and, and not tip their hand too. You know, yeah, as they're doing it, that's going to be the hard part. Um, Spagnuolo's Spagnuolo's got a good feel. He's faced this team. They played him last year in the regular season, and he faced them in the 2019 in that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. so he's got an idea of what Shanahan does. And, you know, Andy Reid's so integrated in this team. You know, he, he's and he knows everybody in the league. He, you know, these guys have called around, you know, and, and picked up some tidbits from some some other coaches some, and some personnel uh, evaluators in the league to get an idea of what some things that they're maybe not expecting that Shanahan could pull out. But I think, by and large, your point is. Is valid that I think the Chiefs' coaching staff is more, more 
adept at being prepared for this matchup. For for this moment. Yeah. And I also think, like giving Andy Andy Reid two weeks to prepare. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I I really would um, if, if there's a prop on passes batted down, take the Chiefs over on that one. They're going to be trying to get their hands up and knock the ball down on against Purdy. I think an awful lot. They've got some opportunities, I think, to do that. All right, you want to dive into some of these props, John? Let's do it. Let's, right. let's go through this prop sheet here. All right, the very first one. On our list here, length of the national anthem in seconds. Over under 90 and a half. I have done the research. I got empirical data. You got data? I got data. All right. I have numbers over here. What do your numbers say about this? My numbers point to the over. Now, Reba McIntyre has sung the national anthem many times. She's done it at various events throughout her illustrious singing career. Yes, agreed. And a lot of them have gone under that number. But this is the Super Bowl. And what I don't know is there is she going to be accompanied by instrumentals or is she singing a cappella? Ooh, that's a very good point. My guess is there might be some sort of instrumental. You got to have some sort of music in the background. Yeah, Chris Stapleson had the guitar last year. Yeah. Yeah, he did a really good job with that too, now I remember it. Here's how the last few Super Bowls have gone, John. All right. Now, we're, we're talking 90 seconds, so a minute and a half. Chris Stapleton went 201. But it was the, the line was 205, so it went under. Uh, Mickey Guyton went 151, went over the 139. That's the lowest we've had, lowest total we've had on this. Uh 2021 went 217. God. <laughs> 217. Now that's, that, that's just too long. Well, that had it was Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church. And that was like a, there was like a whole bunch of things going on. Oh, on I anthem. do remember that now. Yeah. It went way over the 159 mark. Demi Lovato went 149. She actually went under the two minute mark. That was in 2020. Gladys Knight went way over the 147 at 201. I would have been so upset if Gladys Knight didn't take didn't go over. Take your time. Please entertain us. Pink went under the two minutes and one fifty two. Yeah. Luke Bryan was very clutch, barely went under. It was two oh nine. He went two oh four. Oh man. Oh, remember Lady Gaga's? That was a controversial one. I don't remember that. The line was set at two twenty two and she went two twenty three. And I remember it was controversial because what was the cutoff? What was the start and the cutoff? We're talking about a second difference between that, and a lot of people were arguing over which one it was. And the list goes on and on. Right, Most me the of them over, are over two minutes. Reba's going to put on a show, as she should. The, the shortest one I can find in this empirical data, Billy Joel in 2007 went a minute 30. So everything has been over a minute 30. So why is Reba so low? That's what I don't quite get. It's Reba. Take the over. Don't think about it. All right. We're, we're on the same side, unfortunately, on that one. I wish we could be on the different one. I can't differ on every single one of these. Man, that's just cold, Texter. Reba's getting old, so she's going to want to hurry up and get this done. Dang. <laughs> Man. No, I think she's... She's gonna Mike Martin this thing. Rest in peace, Coach Martin. Mm. She's gonna Mike Martin the slow this thing. Slow walk out to yeah. the fifty yard line. 
Soak it in. Enjoy the moment. It's, it may be her last yeah, a few time. More, a few more warm-up pitches in the pen for you. Oh, got to get out there. That sounded terrible. I shouldn't have said that. That's on you, man. That's all on you. <laughs> but, I mean, she probably does want to enjoy this moment. Just saying. Vegas is a big country music town. It's a big deal for yeah. her probably to be doing this. I just, I think, uh, I think I would take the the over as, as you are. What will the coin toss be, John? I love the coin toss. It's my favorite. It's so stupid. Tails never fails. You're going tails? Sure. Then, then I, I have a 50% chance of getting it right. Then I'm going heads. <laughs> At least one of us will win. Uh, Do you have a strategy or no? No. You it's just, tails never fails. Tails never fails. I th- it, it rhymes. It's catchy. I go with that. Do you want me to find some empirical data? No, I really don't. <laughs> you don't I don't think. need I don't don't need the last eight years of the coin toss results. Brad, we may lose listeners by the hundreds if you start <laughs> no, going through those numbers. No, they this is valid information that needs to be passed along to our listeners. I can feel the eye rolls across the upstate. <laughs> No, people need to know this stuff, John. We're, we, are, we are to inform them. I've got every single coin toss since the 1967 Super Bowl one versus the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you ready? Let's start in 67. All right, it was, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, boy. All right, scared. what was it, though, in 19? Was it heads or tails? It was heads. Okay. Packers won the toss. They won the game. Uh, just, just for historical reference. Pick a year. Just give me a year. 1985. No, no, no not that Uh-oh. far back. Just give me like four, five, six, years, whatever. Just name a year. 2018. Since 2018, it's gone heads, tails, tails, heads, heads, tails. Dead even 50-50, three and three. There you go. What is it going to be this year? You're going tails, I'm going heads. I can't believe you didn't want my empirical data. Why would I? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a big deal, John. You need to, you need to have a strategy for the coin toss. You don't need a strategy for that one, but for the next one on this list, you actually do have to have some strategy, and you have to think this one out a little bit. Okay. The first offensive play will be a run or a pass attempt. Then you got to think, all right. Picture the situation of both teams get the ball first. All right. I think Kansas City's first play would be a pass. But I think if it's San Fran, I think it's going to be a run. See, I'm the opposite. Are you? Yeah. Because remember, this is scripted stuff. That's why I lean that the Chiefs were... I mean, they. that's how they started the last couple playoff games. Just come right out, some quick hits, get in rhythm and get going. I think I think Andy Reid wants to, to test this, this uh, porous run defense of the 49ers with Pacheco in the very first play. But I don't know who's getting the ball. You know, which which one are you going pass? Sure. So you can do the opposite. I will. I will take a run that way. I got McCaffrey and Pacheco on this one. I feel. I feel confident in that. The first place Once again. Off. You're out of here doubting Patrick Mahomes. Oh my goodness, the narratives. Uh, which team will score first? The Chiefs or the 49ers? Well, I, I guess my selection for this will be which team do I think has the better defense in the game? I think the Chiefs have the better defense in the game. So I'm going to go with the worser of the defense. Give me the Chiefs that will score first. All right. I'm going to go 49ers. I think they I, – I, we don't know who gets the ball, and I don't, I don't think that really matters for this one. Uh, 49ers field goal is my pick for the first points of the game. Okay. But do you think the Chiefs score on their first drive? 
No. Oh. I don't think either team scores on their first drive. The Chiefs in the playoffs have been very good in their scripted stuff. It's when the script runs out that they've struggled offensively. We saw it in the, the Baltimore game is the best example. I just feel like it's it's tough in the Super Bowl to come out and have everything just working. All the nerves, all the emotion, the whole of everything. You've there's always got to be a little bit like settling in time. So you don't think there'll be a score? Not in the first possession. No. I'm not sure if that's on here. Uh let's see. The first turnover of the game, John. Fumble, interception, turnover on downs, missed field goal. Go missed field goal. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm going turnover. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to fumble. I about to say turnover. No, no, no. What am I doing here? Interception. Interception. Brock Purdy's going to throw one. <laughs> Man. I, well, just, just play the odds here. What's the likeliest turnover to occur in this game? Miss field goal or Brock Purdy throwing a pick? Uh, fumble, probably. But I, Between McCaffrey and Pacheco? Purdy can fumble it. Yeah, that's true. Mahomes probably won't. Fumble. Someone could be trying to extend to get into the end zone and get the ball knocked out. Let's let's hope they they, they learn the Zay Flowers lesson in the AFC title game. But you're right; they they may not. You you wouldn't be shocked if Miko Hardman did it again. <laughs> Man, Man, if if Miko Hardman's getting the ball down near the goal line, then I am greatly questioning Andy Reid's script and play. Either calling. they're up by a lot and just getting everybody some some run, or things have gone horribly wrong for the Chiefs. Live bet the Niners. Uh, which team will commit the first accepted penalty of the game? I don't care about this one. Do you? I don't care at all. I'll go Chiefs. Okay, I'll go Forty Nine. Who cares? <laughs> which team will get to ten points first? Uh, Chiefs, Niners, or neither? What is, what is that implying? A 9-6 final? Yeah. Yeah, we got LSU-Alabama from like 2009. I'm going to go Chiefs score first or get 10-4 first. I think San Francisco, if they're going to do that, I think it's a lot similar to last week where they're going to have to kind of come on in a wave in a second half. Not down to that kind of a deficit, but... I think I agree with you. The, are the 49ers built to come back more than the Chiefs are? Um, I say yes, because I the lean, Chiefs don't have the, the pass catchers, I think, to have to, to just consistently throw the ball over and over and over again. Hopefully. No, but they've got the quarterback that we know can go down and, and handle the moment in the situation. But they don't hit big plays. Go look at the big play rates for Mahomes. They're way down this year. It's not the explosiveness we've seen. It's not his fault. He doesn't have the guys who stretch the field the same way or who can take a seven-yard catch and turn it into a 45-yard game. They just don't have that. Right. The Niners do. Their entire team is that guy. <laughs> IU can create explosive plays on every single catch. He gets down the field as well as anybody in the league. Debo is a freight train running down the field. Nobody wants to get in his way. He's a walking explosive play. Running, usually, not walking. And and Kittle can create explosive plays. I think it's I think I'm going to change it to the 49ers. Okay. Get to 10 first. Uh, will either team score during the last two minutes of the first half? I always like this one. Yes for you an entertainment. always take yes. Just for, just for entertainment perspective. No, I think, I think you always take yes on that. How many NFL games do you watch where, because of the, uh, ever since the Bill Belichick rule went into effect, where you win the, win the middle eight, and whoever doesn't get the ball coming out at halftime, 
is under so much pressure to get points late in a half. You know, like they're, they're pressuring to stop the other team from getting points and get the ball back and then go get points. It's 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 one of the games inside the games that everybody feels like they have to win is the the final couple minutes of the first half. So I say I say we get somebody who at least gets in field goal range. How, how many times you watch an NFL game now and the last two minutes of a first half look like the the last two minutes of regulation? A lot now. That's the way the game is played. Points are so valuable late in going into the locker room and of course late in the game. So I'm definitely going yes on that. We'll save number nine. These are only 20 of these. We're almost done. Six, five, four, or more to come after this. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawlspace. Damaged wood in your crawlspace can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. The Dream Center is more than a building. They serve those in need with a hand up instead of a hand out by empowering them to grow toward becoming healthy and self-sufficient through life skill classes, job training, mentorship, and a housing program called the Opportunity Village. Want to get involved? It's easy. Sign up to attend a volunteer orientation or on how you can serve with your school group, corporation, or individually. The Dream Center, where they encourage, educate, and empower. Learn more today at dreamcenterpc.org. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. Huh, I do make everything about me. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. That meeting could have been an email. 
It's the President's Day Sale at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets and get a $300 gift toward pillows and more, all with free and fast delivery. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Hey, it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Get back in the game with the press box. Well, our pitchers are pitching well, and uh, our hitters are hitting well, and uh, our fielders are fielding well, and uh, our fans are fanning well. Weekday mornings from 9 to noon on 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Yeah, man. So we back in the club with the bodies rocking from side to side, side, side. We're back here live on the Roar, the press box with Brad and John. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up on 10, 25 a.m. on this Thursday edition, Daniel Shirley, top of the next hour. Look forward to speaking with him, especially about the uh, Super Bowl. I know he's very excited about um, his team being there, so we'll get his thoughts on that in just a little bit. Texts are asking, you know, on the Abscurvy text line, are there any prop bets of all Kadarius Tony, active versus in- inactive? And over under social media posts during the game from Kadarius. <laughs> Take the oh, hammer, the over. Uh, I don't know if there are, if there is, I haven't seen one for whether he's active or inactive. Do you think he's active? Yeah. Andy Reid's sort of being really coy about it, though. And I don't know. Why. I think it's an easier thing to deal with if he's active and you just don't play him versus having to deal with what is he posting on social media back at the team hotel while we're playing this game or what's he doing yeah maybe so i if if, if i find one i'll pass it along to you texter thanks for getting in six five four roar on the abscorp text line john number nine which song will be performed first the halftime show you just played one of those there yes by usher who will be performing on uh, sunday night in the what thirty-five minute long <laughs> halftime that it is, what whatever however long it is up being, it's 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 way too long. It feels like it's longer every year. Yes, because the stages get more intricate and all the setup and tear down and all that yeah. stuff that's got to go. All right, which song will we perform first? Yeah, which you played earlier. Mm-hmm. DJ got us falling in love. Okay, which we just played. Which we just played. Uh, you make me wanna. Uh, oh, um. OMG or other? I'm going to go other. I think that's just a safer play. You take the field, right? Because I think he ends with, yeah. I do too, but I, I think he's got to bring, he's got to come up with something to start that's got a little bit of you know, energy to it. I think it's OMG. Okay. I'm going with other. All right. I'm going. I'm going I OMG also don't one. know like his entire um, catalog, so I think that... <laughs> 
opens me up to a better chance of success here. Uh, John's going with the ones he recognizes. Yep. Smart man. Uh, Will, do you expect a good Super Bowl halftime performance, or does it really even matter to you? Um, you, I, you? I think I think Usher will put on a good performance. Will it be a performance that everyone loves? No, because there's never a Super Bowl halftime show that everybody loves, except for when that time when Prince sang Purple Rain in the rain. That's probably the only one that's ever been yeah, unanimously he did supported. That in the Foo Fighters song, it was it was phenomenal. There'll never be one better than that. Never. Um, Tom Petty was good though. Yeah, he was. But Prince singing "Purple Rain" in the rain doesn't get any better than that. We're also biased. We're sure we're, we're Petty fans. <laughs> so a little bit biased here. Yeah, yeah. has something to do with it. Uh, I think it'll be. I think he is a good entertainer, and I think he will put on a, a good show. He'll, you know, like last year Rihanna was pregnant. Yeah. And so it was kind of limited to what she could do. You know, he'll at least be dancing and I don't I don't know if that's entertainment or not, but he won't just be standing there. Correct. Yeah. He he is an entertainer. <laughs> well, there, not on the prop sheet will there be any uh wardrobe mishaps at the Super Bowl this year, John? No. Okay. I don't think we ever have that again. It's Vegas. Fair point. Will anyone accompany Usher on stage to perform a song with him? They better. I mean, this is... How is Little John up there? How is that a no? Oh, yeah. I've already heard Little John's going to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The only thing that would be better is if Dave Chappelle playing Little John was up there performing with him. That would actually be maybe the greatest moment in Super Bowl history, on or off the field. It'd be up there. For me, it would be, but it would again, climb in the power rankings. I'm biased. Sure. Yeah. I love Chappelle's show. All right, how many songs will we play during the halftime show? Over, under, eight and a half. God, that's a lot. That is a lot. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I, I think it's more in the six and a half or eight. How many Usher songs can John name over, under, eight and a half? Under. <laughs> Hammer the under. I'm not even sure. He, I he, can I could probably recognize more than I could name. Like, like if you like if I walked into an establishment and it was playing, I'd recognize yeah. it. Like a lot of popular music, but I don't I can recognize it, but I don't follow it. Here's the problem. A lot some of his songs are too slow for the Super Bowl. You got it bad is a little too slow for the Confessions. Super Bowl. Confessions. Yeah, like oh, both that Confessions album is a little It's it's just not it's not an energy generator. Yeah. You're not gonna dance to it. You're not gonna. So, put that's on, why. That's why you got a DJ got us fall in love. You got to have pitball up. By the way, I, I I didn't mean you personally dancing to it, but that would be hilarious if you were. I don't know. You don't ever come to my Super I mean, Bowl party. I don't know. You don't know if I'm. I meant, uh, you know, like the the performers on stage with him dancing and stuff. Yes. You, you're not gonna. It's harder to dance to that. The slow jam. Sure. Now you in your living room, please give video. Oh no. The dog doesn't know how to work a, uh, a camera. We're that's, good. That's the prop, folks. Will John Scofford be dancing to uh, Usher and Lil John in his living room? Yeah, absolutely I will. God, we need video of this. All right. Sorry. Uh, moving on. Any other We're halftime radio, show? You're not getting video. Any other halftime show thoughts? No. Okay. But you're, you're on a scale of 1 to 10. You're like a 7 on the Super Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm, I mean, on the halftime show, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, halftime show like a seven. Yeah, well, it's like the thing is, I don't have to know and love every single song in his catalog to appreciate a good halftime show. Don't know all of or most of Rihanna's music, but I enjoyed the halftime show last year. 
you, but when it was Dre and and Snoop and Eminem, you were all over it. Oh, I love that. That was that was a good one. <laughs> all right, total number of players to attempt a pass in this game. This is a good one. Uh, Declan, our job shatter guy over here, he he kind of brought that up earlier off the air that he thinks that uh, he's on the over. The Devo's going to be throwing a pass. Total number of players to attempt to pass over under two and a half. So that means beyond Mahomes and Purdy. What are you taking? Uh, Declan, call him. I'm backing my man over here. All right, I'll fade you both. I'll take. You're going to fade us both. <laughs> That's messed up. It's an easy fade. Easy fade. Uh, I, I mean, I, I could see either coach getting. I can't see Andy Reid getting cute. So that eliminates part of that. It eliminates half of it. My options. Could I see Shanahan getting a little cute with it? Maybe Debo throws a pass. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. Kittle throwing a pass would shock me. Ayuk <laughs> throwing a pass would shock me, but not maybe not Debo. And who knows? Maybe Debo decides to throw when it's not even a call. You know, like he's just like catches on a you know on a screen. He just sees Kittle going down the field, and he's just like, "You're an end around or something." Yeah. He just he just tosses it legally, not <laughs> not after the ball's been thrown forward. You could see something like that. Can't see McCaffrey throwing a pass. A lot of people yeah, on that San Francisco. I, I can see a lot of different players in that San Francisco offense being tasked for that, just due to the creativity of Kyle Shanahan and how he likes to do some trick plays and stuff. I'm I'm still going to take the under on it because I'm eliminating the Chiefs from getting involved in any of that. So there's only one other team that could do it. Lessons the odds. John and Simpsonville's up next. Hey, John, how you doing this morning? Hey, guys, good morning. Um, just had a comment regarding the upcoming halftime show. Um, I wouldn't rank it very highly. And it's all lip sync. They're not playing instruments. And so um, I, I get a cheeseburger during during halftime. That's fair. And a beverage. Yeah. I Some years I have done that. Some years I've just kind of had it, you know, in the background. I wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh, it depends on kind of if he was wearing the If he was wearing the fishnet stockings, that would be something else. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do, though, with if you're, if, if you're sitting at home, then I, if I'm sitting at home just chilling, I'm probably not going to pay much attention to it. If people are over or I'm at somebody's house or we're doing a Super Bowl party, then everybody wants to stop what they're doing and, and watch it. You know, they talk during the game and watch during the commercials and the halftime show. So I, I guess it depends on what the, the viewing situation is. Right on. Right on. Well, enjoy your show. Thank you, John. I appreciate you getting in. Thanks for the call. I, I, I don't think Prince was lip syncing, but I do think a lot of them – Generally, do majority of them do, yeah. Let's go to Tim calling in from Earth. Hey, Tim, how you doing today? Hey, good. Thanks for getting me in, Brian. Yeah, thanks for getting in. Hey, I'm a uh, Tar Heel that wanted to give you a 24 hour window because you know, evidently, got celebrated a lot yesterday, and I don't blame you. <laughs> did you? Did, did you, you need? Did, oh, no, did, did, did you need 24 hours to? decompress no lord no it's okay. one game okay i'm surprised you didn't have usher at the clemson parade yesterday for it tried to get him uh, uh he was busy turns out he's getting ready i for know show. i know he probably said you're having a parade for one game and kind of blew it off but you know thought i'd stir the pot um i will say this about north carolina again you know we wanted your place you wanted ours no, no use for a parade but 
I think, I don't know if everybody's brought it up, but the one thing that hit me before the uh, game, I think it was a prior day, Baycott really is the one that stirred the pot. I, I even think he got Hall a little more motivated. I, I don't know if you recall what, um, Baycott made a basically uh, a freshman mistake, even though he's been there for eight years or ten. Do you recall what he said? No, I don't. He said uh, the ACC runs through me now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where he said the the me on there. Yeah, uh, that that stood out as a sort of an eye eye opening comment that he would say it runs through me. Not yeah, that's something a freshman us. would say. Um, Baycott's a leader. He shouldn't should not have done that. They might, you know they screwed up. They, I guess they had some guys late for shoot around and. You know, just some uh, mistakes mentally before the game that should never have been done. But uh, anyway, I, I wasn't able to make it to the parade, but I thought I'd call in. And well, it was it was it was up. rousing uh, after eighty to seventy six victory over the Tar Heels. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> rousing parade. So, there, Tim, you missed out. I know. I know. Uh, should have been, but I had like important things to do. But uh, you know, it could be we meet again. Um, Very well, could any, anything's possible. The Clemson still has a lot of work to do to even get there. But you know, uh, it was a tough loss, but we uh, keep moving on, and uh, you know, sound a little bitter. It was, to it was entertaining. Sound sound a little bitter about What's the that? loss. You sound a little bitter about the loss. Sound like no. you're, not, you're not taking it too well. Uh, I'm way too old to worry about one loss. Come on. Hey, you that's, you uh, called us talking about it. <laughs> no, that's why I gave you 24 hours because I couldn't make the parade. And I just thought uh, the fans were a little much. You know, the day before and the week before, well, maybe two wow. or three days. Well, you know, a lot of, fan of fans of being a little too much. That's well, that's I, interesting. The fans were ready to fire Brad Brownell the day of and three days before. You know that. That doesn't have anything to I do mean, with I, Clemson winning the game, though, and beating North Carolina and no, Chapel I'm Hill. Just, yeah, I agree. It, it's a great victory. There's no doubt that you won, and you're a better team that night. I just think it's entertaining that these fans call in and are ready to fire Brad Brownell, and if he loses the next two games – the same fans will call in ready to fire Brad Brownell. See, I think you're Just, moving the uh, goalpost you know, on what you're talking about here now, Tim. Because are they not <laughs> supposed to enjoy the win regardless? This is something that, that – there's people listening that in their lifetimes they've never seen, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Win, win two, of, two of the last three games in Chapel Hill. Yeah, I like that little – that has a ring to it. But. Yeah, two out of the last three. But, no, I just think it's – I Actual think it's statements. terrible the fans that two days prior to that were uh, firing Brad Brownell. I don't think it has anything to do with beating North Carolina. I really don't. So what, the uh, prior to that? Yeah, what, what does that do with the fans? What does that have to do with beating North Carolina? Oh, well, the fans called, you know, yesterday, I'm sure. I didn't listen to it. Um, you know, we're like, Oh, this is the best thing ever, even though the day before they were uh, 
Sapphire Brad Brownell. It's it's the uniqueness of fandom, right? I don't think the two are tied together. There's probably still fans that want to fire Brad Brownell right now, regardless of the. But they're not going <laughs> to downplay the win. They're going to act like it didn't happen. They're going to enjoy it. That's that's what you do. That's exactly what you do. You throw a parade. That's why I say we're we uh we're one and one this year. So that's the key, and uh, it was a great victory by Clemson. They uh, played hard, and you know, hopefully, we'll see it again. All right, thanks, Tim. Appreciate you getting in. Man, a little. I don't know, John. Came across a little bitter to me. Was I out of line for saying that he was a bit bitter? Um, I don't think so. There's some sour grapes there, I believe. I, I just as, as many times as Tim mentioned, I, we've met Tim multiple times. A nice man, appreciate him getting in. I just upset. I missed the parade. <laughs> I would have been there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you would have been uh, on on one of the front cars waving at the crowd. You better believe it. <laughs> you and Brad Brownell, absolutely six five four. What it'd have been you Brownell and Don Munson the. Uh, the Monday evening team here on the Roar. 654 Roar. More to come after this. Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Roosters Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment or use the new Roosters app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. If that home improvement project has been on your honey-do list for months now with no start date in sight, it's time to call Adams & Co. Not only are they roofing specialists, they're also skilled general contractors offering interior and exterior remodeling services. Bathroom, kitchen remodels, gutters, siding, painting, flooring, cabinets and carpentry. Call Adams & Co. today for all your home improvement needs. 864-260-0080. 864-260-0080. Adams & Co. 260-0080. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at atvoutfitters.net. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Did you know State Credit Union offers excellent rates on car loans? And when you get your car loan from State Credit Union, you'll enjoy having no car payments for 90 days. Visit State Credit Union today in Anderson, Clemson, Seneca, Greenville, Spartanburg, or Greenwood. Or visit them online at scscu.com. That's scscu.com. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing lender, federally insured by the NCUA. Are you tired of living with the discomfort of peripheral neuropathy symptoms? Well, relief is just a call away. 
Introducing Sumus Laser Therapy, a breakthrough treatment for peripheral neuropathy that could change your life. Say goodbye to tingling, numbness, and pain in your extremities. Dr. David Maruz, DC in Greenville, is here to guide you on your journey to a pain-free life. With state-of-the-art Sumus Laser Therapy, you can experience real relief. Look to a brighter future. Call 864-292-6777 now to schedule your consultation. Jefferson, I'm Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings. Hi, I'm Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals. Nobody can stop him. Why do I choose a sleep number smart bed? Because I only go all out. Because I can't be stopped. Because my sleep number smart bed helps me sleep at the right temperature all night. So we can take our game to the next level. That's why 80% of NFL players choose a sleep number smart bed. Sleep next level, perform next level. Save 50% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed. Plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. The college football games may have ended, but the offseason is just getting started, and we have you covered all year long. These fans need to calm down. The big game hype is real. I can't wait. They really need to produce for their fans. The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar. It's got our friends at Mahindra of Anderson. If you're looking for a tractor, a utility vehicle, implements for any of this, they've got it all over at Mahindra of Anderson. Uh, 507 Pyramidary Road. Uh, so you can get there from Greenwood. You can get there from Spartanburg, uh, Greenville, wherever you're at. You need a Mahindra. These are the people to go see. Mahindra's top of the line. Best out there. Uh, whatever you're trying to get done, whatever kind of big tractor you need, they, all, they also have the parts. Uh, you can get parts from them. They'll do service for you. They take care of everything you need. Financing, all of that can be done at Mahindra of Anderson. Go to their website, MahindraVanderson.com, and you can check out all that's in stock right now. They got their full showroom available on their website, new inventory, uh, including the uh, 1600 series, 2024s are in. Uh, the 1626, the you know the 1635s, no matter what size you need, they've got it for you over there at Mahindra of Anderson. Pre-owned inventory as well. Get a quote, get a uh, value your trade, all kinds of things you can do with their website, MahindraofAnderson.com. They're the folks to go to for all your tractor and utility vehicle needs. John, that was a fun call there from uh, from Tim. You know, I uh, think it's, I don't know, there's just I, I'm not surprised it fired up the Adams Coverfing text line. Are you? Uh, not one bit, no. Anytime a North Carolina fan calls in to tell Clemson fans how to celebrate, it's or just, going or to... Or how to, how to act in any capacity. It's, it's going to get a little pushback. A little bit, yes. More than a little sometimes. I don't know. I, I didn't think anybody that called our show was unreasonably excited. I can't believe you're telling somebody they're unreasonably excited. But I, I, I didn't yeah. get a feel that anybody yesterday was overly doing it in their celebration of beating North Carolina. I thought there was an appreciation. That was how I viewed it. That's how it was an I appreciation for it. what how difficult it is to win at North Carolina. And how hard that team played. Yeah. North Carolina didn't give the game away. It wasn't North Carolina had a horrible game and Clemson took advantage. Clemson went in there and won and took that game and left no doubt in on Tuesday night, no doubt. No, no, none whatsoever. They they worked really hard for that win. I, I, I just like, felt like there was an appreciation for that for those players on that court. I thought there was, but 
No, I was throwing a parade. Uh, that was that's a little extreme. I don't know. <laughs> was there a parade going by your house, or were you doing a? Were you dancing in the yard? <laughs> Is that what that no was? No comment. Oh, John was dancing in the yard. <laughs> hey, we had won a lot in did, Chapel Hill. Did you go streaking through the quad? Uh, on the way to the gymnasium? No, I did not. <laughs> okay, just wanted, just wanted to clarify there. Just to what extreme? Well, no, I mean, I thought were... I thought yesterday we had a very reasonable discussion and reaction to it. I even thought when Tar Heel Chad got, I thought we had a very good conversation about the of how the game transpired. Yeah, and I I can understand like Tim Zang if you want to be if you're upset, but be upset at the right things. Yeah, I, I, I understand calling out Baycott that 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 needed to be brought up. But focus on the fact that your team, half of them, was late to shoot around. That you were dancing in the tunnel like the 49ers with the boombox, acting like the game was already won. Yeah. In North Carolina's mind, let, let's just be real. In North Carolina's mind, they'd already won the conference. On, on Oh, yeah. On February, the, what was it, the second, was that game? It was third. Third. It was the third. Oh, and they beat Duke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the league was already given to them. The league was over. There was nothing to play for. They'd already won the league on February the third. That was that was the way it looked. That was sound. the body language they were giving off. That's yeah. how they were carrying themselves. Yeah. And Clemson smacked him in the mouth and said no. I, I apologize. That was rude of Clemson to not just give you the league and just let you have whatever you want, like the way John Swafford intended. <sighs> Man, the smugness of that. <laughs> it just did never ceases to amaze me. I mean, people want it, John. Again, what is it we try to do on this show? We try to separate narrative and take take like actual. What is it really? Yeah. Right? Like we just, and then we get a call like that, and it's like eh, it's the same smug North Carolina stuff we always make fun of. It's actually kind of kind of realistic. Like I said, we met Tim multiple times. I have very much like Tim, respect him, but when you when you play into the stereotypes that we have out there for your for your fan base, and we're going to play into it. Don't get mad if we have the stereotype. And it's not everybody. No, it's not. Tar Heel Chad called in very first thing yesterday morning. Very and, and, first And we've thing. had very good discussions with him about this stuff before. Yeah. I hadn't heard from Zeke. Have you heard from Zeke? I have not heard from Zeke. Oh, well, we'd love to hear from him. 654-ROAR. Uh, Texas said the best part was Tim admitted he didn't listen yesterday, but he knew how every fan acted. I wasn't going to point that out, but a texture did, so I decided I'd read it. 654-ROAR. You want to get in. Uh, look, I am. I'm all for this. I, I'm all for North Carolina Clemson just button heads in all sports all the time. Oh yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> well, bro, we talked about it yesterday. Why we, we found even more enjoyment of this because our families are from North Carolina. We have been forced to consume this baby blue propaganda for our entire lives my dad literally grew up on tobacco road same yeah <laughs> i mean there's tobacco fields everywhere and you stay on the road and you end up in chapel hill in about seven miles yeah no i can no exaggeration there i could almost it wouldn't be safe but i could almost drive with my eyes closed to my dad's house that he grew up in to chapel hill know the route it's not that far you can make it in an hour texture brings up interesting point Let's not at like general UNC fans would be classy if they beat Clemson. Oh, th- that is a great point, Will and Due West. If point. if Mac Brown could ever beat Dabo Sweeney, which he can't, do you, do you don't think that North Carolina would go ballistic? 
There'd be a parade. They, they'd be acting like Dave Dorn when he beats Clemson up in Carter Solo Finley. cups, cigar. Yeah, well, yeah. not solo cups. The fine china would come out. We're not doing solo cups in Chapel Hill. It wouldn't have bourbon in it either. That may, but it'd be top shelf. <laughs> High dollar. <laughs> little pappy in there. Uh, yeah, Tar Heel Chad would break out the good stuff for that one. Yeah, he would. Maybe invite us over. <laughs> you You would say no to that invite. I heard Pappy, so no, I'm there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to to the point, I think that's, that's true. Look, this is what fans do. Why are you surprised surprised by fan behavior? Fans are supposed to enjoy a win that does not happen often. I mean, isn't that sort of the whole point of sports? When yeah, like, no, what would be ridiculous is if North Carolina got their 61st win at home against North Carol against Clemson and were acting like Clemson fans yesterday. It's the second time it's ever happened. You're allowed to be excited and happy about it. It's okay. It was no. There's no fluke. There's no bad call. There's no. You walked in there and kicked them, their butt. Them. Yeah, they were more physical than North Carolina was. He walked in and got a 15-2 lead before yeah. North Carolina knew it hit him. 100%. Could not agree more. 654-ROAR, uh, you want to get in. I, I, I just think it's funny, day two, and we're still we're still on that game. Love it. Love it. I love the pettiness. We need that. It's what this sport, it's what this show is built on. <laughs> it's the foundation of this show. Absolutely. It really is. Your pettiness fuels us. And I think that it, uh, I think it says a lot. It says a lot. But it, it, you know what? If anything, it tells you Clemson really did get a big win, and they got under the North Carolina skin a little bit. I don't know a Clemson fan out there, and I was born and raised here. I don't know a Clemson fan out there that's upset about that, getting under the skin of a Tar Heel. Just a little bit. Just a little, Just bit. A little bit. But you know what? You did to yourselves, North Carolina fans. Your team did it. Not you, but you, you know your, your, your team acted like you'd already won the ACC, and you weren't ready. No, it, it don't blame Clemson fans. Don't blame Brad Brownell. Blame Hubert Davis. Blame Aranda Baycott for going out there and saying the ACC goes through me. What nonsense. The gall to say that. The, 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 the history of this league and the respect you should have for how hard it is to win it. Or just the disrespect for your own team. How hard was North Carolina? How what bad a slap was, in the face to Hubert Davis. How bad was North Carolina last year? Awful. Didn't sniff the ACC. No, the first team in basketball history to be the number one ranked team going into the season and not make the tournament. And he's got the gall to say that the league runs through him? No, it doesn't, buddy. P.J. Hall went right through you, man. Right through you. Several times. Now, if, if he wanted to come out there and say after beating Duke that the ACC, you got to go through Chapel Hill, okay, I'd have no problem with him saying that because we've heard that time and time again. But when you make it all about yourself? Yeah. Hard to have any, hard to hear anything but other than sour grapes right now, coming from North Carolina. Exactly. You thought you had the league. You thought it was over, and now, now, now Virginia's knocking on the door. They're right there, and you got to face them in a couple weeks. Stop complaining about how Clemson fans have been behaving. If you don't like, go do something about it. They had the chance to do something about it. The team did, but then, no, they would rather continue the Duke party instead of. You know, get back to work. If anybody prove that they're the best team in the ACC. If anybody threw a parade, it was the minds of the players. It was Saturday night in Chapel Hill. That was it was all day Sunday in Chapel Hill. It wasn't Clemson fans throwing a parade yesterday for beating North Carolina. It was your arrogance. After beating Duke, thinking that everything was just going to be given to you on a silver platter. 
And it wasn't. You still have 10 games after that in the regular season to go play. That really stood out to me that the that they thought the league was over. They thought that the the, the, the season was over yes. in, in early February. Again, the respect for this league. I know it's not the juggernaut it's been in past years, but it's hard to win this league. And it's and you also have to treat it like that. But it's also not that surprising though to think, and not just him, but that a North that the North Carolina fan base would believe that the league was already given them just because they beat Duke. It's so on brand. That's the only team they had to beat to win the league. Virginia is currently one game behind North Carolina in the standings. It's got to be a little scary. North Carolina fans won't admit that, but that's got to be a little bit scary. Oh, no, scary. they'll never admit it. They, they should be terrified for this Virginia team. They have Miami coming up on Saturday. We'll preview a lot of the games tomorrow for Saturday, but uh, 4 p.m., on the road, I, I think Miami's just on the way out. Uh, I, I think North Carolina will be mad. This probably humbled them. I mean, it, gosh, if, if Clemson didn't humble you, Tar Heels, I, I don't I don't know what will. But that you got to think those players are going to be humbled going into the Miami game and focus. If you didn't get humbled, then I am selling all my all the things that I've been saying about North Carolina should be a one seed and making a run in this tournament. I, I complete. I'll take everything back. We got back to back road games at Miami and Syracuse. Do they win both, John? No. Okay. No, I, I think I think the loss to Clemson actually it beats them again. I think the arrogance in which they carried themselves and having to get up off the mat after that, I, that's going to be one of the tougher challenges in Hubert Davis's young head coaching career. Yeah. All you right. got to change that mindset quick. Yep, absolutely. 6-5-4 roar. You want to get in. Uh, Clemson heads to Syracuse on Saturday at noon, and we'll break that game down a little bit in detail tomorrow, John. But do you have any thoughts on that game as we wrap up this segment? we got Daniel Shirley coming up top of the hour. What's your uh, – what, what do you expect to see out of the Tigers, out of Joe Girard going home and all that stuff? Um, I expect what the Joe Girard thing is going to be, the spotlight, the narrative, the focal point. But to me, I want to see can P.J. Hall continue the type of play that he had uh, Tuesday night against North Carolina. Can he continue to be dominant inside the paint? And can the offense and everything continue to build around that? Okay. I think there's going to be so much pressure on Joe Girard. I think there's going to be so much focus and attention on him that I don't think that he's the X factor in this game. I don't think Joe Girard has to have a huge game in order to go up and beat Syracuse. I think you've got to. He needs to play well, obviously, but like I don't think you need to have. He need. He doesn't need to replicate his performance from Tuesday night to get the win. I would I, I would think Gerard, I mean, there'll be a lot of emotions, but I think he's smart enough not to make this about him. He's too veteran for that. Oh, I don't think he's going to make it about him. I just think in terms of how the game is going to be viewed and discussed and broken down and everything, he is going to be the focal point of that. Yeah. Uh, Clemson and Syracuse at noon right here on the Roar, 1130 pregame. John, uh, real quickly, can you run through what we've got going on here at the Roar? Between now and <laughs> now and Sunday, now now and then, and then we're, when we're back here on Monday. Yes. So uh, this evening we will have a five forty-five pregame with a six o'clock tip for women's basketball. Um, Amanda Butler and company, William Quackenbush will be on the call. Uh, ClemsonTigers.com tonight at seven p.m. Tony Shufo will have the broadcast of Clemson softball. Tomorrow evening we will have the softball game uh, live for you here on the Roar. On Saturday we will have Clemson men's basketball at 
noon. So we will have the softball will be on ClemsonTigers.com. But we will have the broadcast here on these airwaves Saturday night and Sunday morning for softball as well. All right. How about that? Softball Three season. Three on the air, and the other two you can get at ClemsonTigers.com. There you go. Getting underway. Five you can get on ClemsonTigers.com. Starts today, and we'll have games for you throughout the weekend. So make sure you stay tuned in to the roar. When we come back, we'll have Daniel show. Do we want to needle Daniel a little bit? I think we do. Do we? I, I want to I want to hear what Daniel has to say about some of this North Carolina stuff that just got injected into our show. Ooh. Uh, yeah, he, he might have some thoughts on that. We'll ask him about it. Plus the Super Bowl, we'll kind of give him a hard time about his 49ers, and, and you can tell him how the Chiefs are going to beat him. And I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we can get Daniel going. Shouldn't really take much, <laughs> generally speaking, here on a Thursday. Uh, but our good friend from theathletic.com will join us live here in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere on the roar. We'll be right back. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHA.